0: Hey, what's going on, chams? I'm Erin Deliosa. Welcome to an Immigrant's Life podcast. My podcast about immigrants and immigration and everything in
1: between. Thank you for listening and downloading the show. And thank you for
2: supporting my dad. Welcome back, Immigrant Nation. Another week, another new episode. By the way, second anniversary was such a success. I received so much well wishes from y'all. So I want to thank those who reach out. I will also want to thank you, Immigrant Nation, for your continued support. And if you are a new listener, I want to welcome you and thank you as well. We are slowly getting stronger by the numbers, so let's keep this thing going. Of course, to keep our project going, it would really mean a lot to me if you subscribe to our YouTube channel or however you listen to your podcast. It's free. It takes a second but it means a lifetime to me. Also, if you want to reach out, please check my social media accounts at animmigrant's life. You can also email me at animmigrant's at yahoo.com. If you want to come on the podcast, or if you know someone that wants to be a guest on the podcast, drop me a line and let's connect. That is that. Now, let's talk about the episode. Our guest this week belongs to the 1% of the 1%, as a world champion dancer. Her body and mind have been through the ringer as a young child, yet she still come on top. Yes, she still struggles once in a while with her mental health, but she's too strong to give up. This is one hell of an episode, and I cannot wait for you to listen to it. So let's not waste more time. Without further ado, let's get into the show. Issa de at Lo. Today's guest is a graphic designer and a world champion dancer. She's so special. God gave her two beautiful eyes, and her parents gave her a name with double eyes. Everyone, please welcome Anastasia Buina.
0: Hi. <laughs> oh my How are you doing? Gosh. Amazing. I'm doing amazing after that intro. I feel like, I don't know, I feel very special.
2: (laughs) Well, you are special. What are you talking about?
0: (laughs) I don't know. That was like the most insane intro by anybody. But yeah, thank you. I'm doing great. How are you doing?
2: I am great. Uh, Day's over, like you said. And I like to think that once the day's over, no matter what happened after that, doesn't matter anymore. You're home.
0: You are right, definitely.
2: <laughs> Anyways, before we get into any deep conversation, I want to say thank you for coming on the podcast. I really, really do appreciate it.
0: Thank you for having me so much. I appreciate it too.
2: Oh, you're welcome. You know, it's funny. I think I followed you on Instagram or you followed me, whatever. Mm-hmm. You've been on my list to reach out and ask if you want to come on the podcast. I don't know why I never ask you
0: really I I don't know I saw you through the girl that I that I kind of know not in person but just kind of knew her oh. um and then I saw that she was on your podcast and I thought wow, this is such an amazing idea to even have that kind of podcast and I was always thinking wow I would love to be there one day but um yeah I just never. Yeah, I was kind of like, but, but I followed you. I was like, I, I want to just like, want to see your journey with like other guests and stuff. And I saw the other, I uh, listened to the other podcasts and just saw other people. And it's just like, it's amazing. It's so interesting. People are so different. And one thing they have in common is that they all are immigrants. And mm-hmm.
2: it's just
0: wonderful,
2: you know? Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Anyways, like I said, I don't know why I never invite you. You're always on the list, but... I don't know why, because some I I don't know. I always have this like kind a little bit of fear of like oh she might say no or he might say no. Really? I don't know why, but I don't yeah, even care you, if they say no. You
0: should never feel that. Like I don't know, your your podcasts are amazing. Like who would who would say who would say no? That's like, yeah. If they say no, fuck them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate sorry, that.
0: But, sorry it's just true.
2: No, it's all good. Anyways, why don't you tell the immigrant nation where they can reach you or if you want to promote anything?
0: Well, you guys, or I don't know how to like address people, but uh, you guys can reach me at anastasia.buina. Um, That's my uh, graphic design account. And that's where I do my graphic design. So if you ever need a music cover, I'm here i i can do that for you easily that's my favorite thing to do i'm actually a jewelry and accessories designer that's my actual job but i mean still like graphic design and stuff like so i do stuff on the computer but oh in my free time and like a, as a hobby i love to do music covers that's my favorite thing mm-hmm. so yeah if you ever need one reach out
2: <laughs> tell them about your website too
0: Oh, yeah, I do have a website. I actually am going to remake it and cater it more towards music stuff. But yeah, you can also visit my website and see what type of work I can do there.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No and kidding. the website is?
0: And the website is AnastasiaBuena.com
2: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And it's a beautiful website, actually. I love your Thank website. You. It's so artful, you. you know.
0: Oh, my God. Thank you so much. So many compliments today. I don't feel like I deserve them all.
2: <laughs> uh, you do. And also, I don't know if it's compliments, but I'm saying the truth only. You know, this is my truth. <laughs> yes, as you want. That. On your website, Ashley, I saw a page that says your nickname is Nasty because no one can pronounce your name properly. Is this true?
0: yes so well i don't know how familiar you are with russian names with like Mm. not necessarily russian but like slavic names and Mm. my name anastasia that's a full name and it's the official name well the way you pronounce it in russian it's anastasia uh but in american it's like anastasia but the shirt version of this name and it's a very common name in uh slavic countries um so the short version of the name is Nastya and it spells like literally like nasty no. and, and plus A at the end, like nasty A. But people just can't really say the short version of my name. They, they just have this weird accent and I just don't like it. So when I came to America, some girl suggested me that I should be Stacy. Which is a short version of Anastasia, and I kind of I never felt like Stacy. But while I was in university, I was being called Stacy, and uh, it was just like easier. But after I, I was in like I moved to New York after university, and uh, in New York, I realized like I want to be Anastasia because it's just more me. Um, and yeah, so further on, I'm Anastasia everywhere. Everyone calls me Anastasia here, so. Yeah, but that's actually my real name, N- Nastya, it literally smells like nasty, it's crazy, yeah. That's so.
2: beautiful, but <laughs> Anastasia is like a normal name, like there's a cartoon that is entitled Anastasia.
0: Yeah, that's right? a just a common name, and I mean, in Russia, oh, it's such a common name. I had three Anastasias in my class, mm you know it's such a common name it's
2: so funny in russia your name is so common and then you came to the u.s they start calling you stacy which is such a common name as well
0: <laughs> exactly yes but yeah now I'm, I'm not i'm not stacy anymore i kind of just moved away from it after moving to new york mm-hmm. yeah i just like anastasia more it's more me i want to say
2: well that is your name obviously that is you <laughs> yes. you know like my name is Aaron. i would never change it for anyone I don't care if you're having problems saying my name. Well, you know what? That's your problem.
0: Literally, yes.
2: Have some culture, you know? <laughs> not everyone's name is John Smith.
0: <laughs> you're so right. Oh, my
2: God. You're so right. But the uh, funny, like with my name, it's not A-A as usual spelling. It's A-E. Oh,
0: I want to say it's pretty rare to have the A-E thing. Yeah,
2: it is pretty rare, actually. Right. There, there's actually a story behind the name which I don't think I've ever said on the podcast.
0: Okay, I want to hear that. Yeah?
2: All right. So uh, the person that named me actually was my aunt. And so my aunt used to work in the city, and she used to live in um, a... She had, like, uh, roommates. And there was a roommate that had a boyfriend. And this roommate talks about the boyfriend all the time, how this boyfriend is so smart, so intelligent, so handsome, so this, so that, and perfect, whatever, you know? So my aunt finally asked her, what's the guy's name? And it says, Aaron. So she named me Aaron.
0: <laughs> the most perfect person.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I came out like reverse of that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. why? Why would you- I'm
2: telling you, man. Give me, give me a few more days with you and you'll be like, oh, this guy's a piece of shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. Oh, my God.
2: Thank you. But anyway, that's my name. Enough about me. You're originally from Russia and I know it's from St. Petersburg.
0: Yes, correct. Can
2: you paint a picture through your own words? How was your life in Russia?
0: Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, uh, I had, thankfully, I have very uh, supportive and loving parents. Mm-hmm. So they provided me with everything I could ask for. I, and we, we never struggled. Um, so through my childhood, I obviously, like, uh, there are things that you can remember that are maybe more negative or more more positive. But in my childhood, I never really had anything that really traumatized me or just made me kind of change my mentality to the worst side. So yeah, I always like had everything I have. uh, I don't have any siblings. So okay i'm the only child like i'm I'm very spoiled i guess i can say uh but yeah j- j- just a regular uh i guess just a regular childhood um uh, well i i want to say that i was um so my mom my parents they uh decided to that I, they want me to be a dancer. Mm. So I just, th- they kind of sent me to this uh, dancing school when I was six. And I was dancing for like nine years. Um, yeah. So like, it was like a professional dancing school. Okay. So that took a huge part of my childhood because I was constantly in those practices, uh, like from the age of six, just like doing a lot of it was, it was all. Almost like Olympic level because we had two practices a day, like in the morning before school and then in the evening, uh, competitions all over European countries and uh, stuff like that. So it was very serious. And I used to miss school a lot. Um, Just like uh, I was I was cheating on tests uh, a lot. And it's like yeah i had to i had to do my homework uh, like at night or I used to cheat all the homework from the smart classmates and stuff like that <laughs> yeah just because my sports they took the most of the time mm. uh, but um I don't know I just never really i never really remember anything bad from my childhood. Mm. It was always just like a happy. Happy time, happy memories. Memories with my parents, with my family. Uh, I don't know, going on vacations with my parents too. So, yeah, I definitely don't come from like a, a struggle world, or I don't know how to say it. Uh, but yeah, I really can't complain.
2: What did they do for a living, your parents?
0: So my mom, she is a dentist. Mm-hmm. And my dad, he has businesses, like a few businesses, and they're all related to um, hunting and like hunting gear, stuff like that.
2: Oh, like uh, Pro Bass?
0: Uh, What is that?
2: Uh, it's like a store that like for hunting, for fishing, hunting.
0: Oh, I don't know that store. Well, it's like, um, it's just like all types of gear that you can think of mm-hmm. that relates to hunting and stuff like that.
2: Okay. So, do you know how to shoot a gun?
0: I can. Yeah, I can do that. And Because my my father, well, because he's in that, he used to take me hunting. um, (laughs) Used
1: to.
0: Yeah, used to because I just didn't like it. That's why I'm saying used to. I was probably like 12, 13, and we went hunting together a few times. And I shot the animal too. And... It was just not a good feeling. I <laughs> did not, I did not like it. It's just not for me, definitely. I like fishing, I, I think fishing is very fun. Oh,
2: um, I hate but, fishing.
0: But did you have you tried it like on the spinning or like I, I don't know if if I'm even saying it right. But you know the fishing sometimes you can like throw this thing and then you wait for the fish, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying about that. I'm saying about this. Thing that you throw and then you pull right away. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the
2: t- I've tried every kind. I've oh. done. I've done ice fishing. Oh, I, okay. I've done every fishing. Well, except for like uh, in the ocean. Okay. I hate fishing. It's like <laughs> it's like it's like you never know if you're gonna get something or not.
0: I mean, you're right, but that's just about. The, I don't know. It's just exciting while you're waiting. For me personally, mm-hmm. so yeah, I. Yeah, I I know how to shoot a gun, definitely. But it's just not my thing. I let mm-hmm. it. I let my father
2: do all this. <laughs> what kind of animal did you shoot?
0: I shot the duck.
2: Oh, so you use a shotgun? Yeah. Holy yeah. Crap,
0: man. Uh, but yeah, the duck is the maximum I could do. Uh, but my father, he does hunting for like huge animals, like bear like uh bear boar uh what is it uh deer
2: mm-hmm.
0: moose stuff like that
2: yeah. is your house littered with like you know those uh heads
0: <laughs> oh my god it is <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny that you even thought about it well, you
2: know he's a hunter usually yes. that's what they do
0: Yes, uh, we have the, uh, the, the country house and that house is filled
2: with all
0: <laughs> that stuff. It's, it's so funny. Like, yeah.
2: When he hunts, does he collect the meat and you guys eat the meat or he sells yeah. it? Okay.
0: Yeah, so it's so funny because when I was growing up, I never even ate, like I never tried meat from the stores because no way. Oh yeah, because yeah.
2: you always hunt.
0: Yes, because he is always hunting and he would get fresh meat all the time and my mom would just cook cook it all the time. So I never ate meat that was not from my father, you know? It's kind of funny. Yeah. So I was so... I was growing up on good meat.
2: <laughs> Hell yeah man, fresh like healthy meat. That's crazy, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. And then you moved to America and everything is like frozen and like, you know, cut up and everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I was already, what, 17 when I moved to America. So I want to say that my most part, like when I was growing up, I still ate the, the good meat. <laughs> Hells, yeah, man.
2: That's why you became a world champion.
0: <laughs> yes, I think so. I think so.
2: <laughs> Tell the listeners what kind of dance were you doing? I mean, I watched the YouTube. I'm like, yo, you're gonna hurt yourself kicking your feet like that, man.
0: <laughs> That's crazy. You even watched it. Wow. Well, yeah, it was, um, it's called acrobatic rock and roll. Mm-hmm. So it's a mix of, um, acrobatic elements with a rock and roll dancing. Uh, and I've been doing it for nine years. I'm a world champion, a master of sports, European champion. I have like a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, I don't know the trophies. trophies. Yes, trophies, and um, my uh, what is it? My apartment in Saint Petersburg. Uh, the whole, my mom just like she decorated. All the walls in my room and then the the main like aisle when you're walking into the bedrooms, it's all filled with <laughs> my coffee. like it's so funny. She still has them all. I mean, it just I have a lot, a lot. So, yeah. Uh, well, you pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I was like, um, and I mean, that was a huge part of my life. I was in, like I was living doing that i you know i didn't really have a lot of friends from school or i never even hanged out hang i never hang out um with uh, people from school and i never had time to just even go to the movies with my friends or go do something i always were were in sports
2: so i'm sure you like it no
0: no, I did, I did, I, that was my life, I, I loved it, and I had fans there, so I was kind of, you know, just living, uh, just living my life literally there in the, in the gyms, because we had so many practices and stuff like that, um, so yeah, that was just a huge part of my life, and I'm proud of it, That gave me a lot, especially in terms of just how to be, like how to do things, like how to not give up and just be resilient and just fight until the last minute, Mm. until you have your last uh, power, strength and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, I I had to quit because I got um, the injury, Mm. um, like a knee injury. So I had to quit because I I couldn't even walk basically. What was it? Uh, Um, I don't, so basically my partner, he
2: didn't catch me from some this fucking guy. Let's go hunt this guy.
0: (laughs) I know, right? Call
2: dad, let's go.
0: (laughs) Yes. So I had to stop. I I kind of just dropped and I hit my knee and something bursted underneath the kneecap. I really don't know the, the exact details in English. I know in Russian, but not in English. So I had to do surgery, but I ended up not doing it because I was still, uh, I was 14.
1: Hmm.
0: So my mom, she was like, no, we shouldn't do it because... Um, you're too little and you would have to redo it again when you turn like older. Mm. So I just decided to quit but then it was a good thing because I started learning English. I started to put my attention into like school and stuff like that so I could actually be able to go and study in America.
2: Mm. How's your knee now?
0: Um, It's okay. I mean, I still can't really do big sports. I can't really run a lot because it starts hurting. But, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it bothers me. Like it, It's like if I do very heavy activity, it will. But if I'm not, I, I mean, I do activity like I go to the gym and stuff like that. But I just know that this is a weak spot for me. So I just know how to not irritate it.
2: Mm, yeah. My knee is not good, too. I mean, I'm not young like you. But I saw this guy on uh, Instagram, knee over toes guy. And I've been doing his exercise. And that's been helping oh. a lot.
0: Oh, that's nice. You should share them with me. maybe. Yeah, I'll write, I'll, I'll
2: write it down. <laughs> he backs it up with science. That's what I like about it.
0: Mm, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, definitely share it with me.
2: I'll let you know. But why did you choose acrobatic rock and roll? Why not, I don't know, ballet, ballet or whatever yeah.
0: Well, it was not really my choice. It was my, my parents' choice. I was again six years old like what did I know nothing <laughs> I was just you know they sent me there I started doing it and I just fell in love you know and I became good at it pretty quickly I think Uh, because you know I feel like uh people are initially they can be more uh, they can be just good at something already. So when I was starting the coach and my mom, they would always notice that I can hear the music. Like I can hear the beat and I can actually dance to the beat because that's, that's the ability that you need to have to dance good.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, I was already kind of knowing the rhythm when I was a child yeah. and then, you know, the, the practice, practice, practice and just, um, uh, made me a world champion and Mm -hmm.
2: yeah who was in the family that is a dancer
0: nobody but my both of my parents they uh they loved music and they kind of just they just knew that they wanted me to be some kind of dancer they were thinking maybe they were thinking about ballet dancing too uh, it's also very common in Russia, actually, to do ballet dancing for girls, mm-hmm. uh, and also they wanted to, maybe to send me to the uh, figure ice skating.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but yeah, so I I just don't know how they even picked that sport because that sport is not even like there is no no acrobatic rock and roll in America. Actually, there there is like one club, and they are in they are in Boston. Hmm. but they just started like recently way after I was already in it hmm. so this sport is just not popular in America at all but actually in Europe it's huge in Europe it's like an all over Europe they have their own clubs and again we had championships all over Europe and I have all of my competitors were outside of Russia and the people that knew me uh, because I, again, I was big in in that sport, so the, my fans like I don't want to say like well, when, they are your fans? Uh, yeah, they were, and they were all outside of uh, Russia, so really? it's kind of it's big.
2: You said competitive. Were there a rival? That's like one girl that you hate. You like this bitch? Uh,
0: no, but there were couples that. I was, you know, this dancing is in the, as you saw, if you saw the videos, right? Like it's uh, always me and my partner. So we definitely had rival couples that we just didn't like maybe. And we just, uh, before the competition, we would be like, we have to be better than them. (laughs) Yes, definitely. (laughs) That's
2: funny. Did you choose your partner or your teacher chose him for you?
0: No, that's usually a co- coach decides to mm. be the partner for you. Um, yeah, whoever just matches best. So, But I was so lucky, like the partner that I had for a long time, we were together for like six years as, I mean, as a partner. Um, it was amazing. I feel like he was just like the continuation of my body, you know, mm. after dancing for after like two years we became like literally one body so it's very important when you do it when you do cup s- sports that require requires you to dance uh in a couple that you have to feel your partner like literally you have to feel your partner to just be together in in your dance
1: mm-hmm.
0: so i i felt that like we were just the perfect match and uh yeah it was kind of sad because he was um he left sports a little bit earlier than me, and I was giving another partner, and it just didn't work out after that guy left, uh, and I never won anything with that new guy.
2: This uh, fuck. It is, is this the guy that dropped you? Yes. This guy needs to get killed. <laughs> God damn it, bro. You're First of all, you're garbage. Second of all, you dropped me? Get out of here, man.
1: Oh, my
0: God. It's so funny. <laughs> Oh my god. Did
2: you date this guy? The other guy? The one with the six year
0: I miss him.
2: No, did you date him?
0: Oh no, no, no. We never we were best friends though we were best friends like i could i remember well he was older than me i think he was uh, two or three years older and he uh he used to help me a lot with school like he was very smart so he used to do my homework for me when we were going back from the practice like you know in the subway he would literally help me with my math homework and stuff like that we were best friends literally he was just and he was just an, an amazing person so I was very sad when he left. And after that, um, I feel like it it was a messy situation because he left me kind of in a bad, like it was just a bad time. He, he pretended that we were going to continue in our category in junior. It's like different categories. Mm -hmm. And we were supposed to finish in juniors. We had like one or one and a half years left until we had to move on. And he he was pretending like, yeah, we will stay together, we will dance together, and then he just randomly left. He was tired of it or stuff like that. It was it was bad. Like I remember it was just like the end of my life pretty much. Mm. Yeah, it was sad. But it's better because I danced a little bit with a new guy and then I quit fully because of that. And you know, if if that guy, if my Like, best partner never left. I think I would still be dancing, and maybe I would have become the coach in the like because I never was good at anything at school, Uh, (laughs) so I uh it's not like I was I always got good grades, but that's not because of my knowledge, that's because I could cheat a lot. (laughs) Hey,
2: you're clever. That's what's yeah. important, right? <laughs>
0: and, uh, I was sneaky with everything. So I if he had never left, I definitely would have stayed in that and mm. I would be still dancing and I just... Uh, Different I, life. Yes, I, mm. I'm very glad that he left and that kind of made me also leave further on.
2: Mm-hmm. Is there a participation trophy in Russia? Participation trophy? You don't know what that is? So here in North America, if you join like, I don't know, soccer or whatever, like little kids, uh, li- win or lose, you will get a trophy.
0: Oh, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, Well, because that's the real competition. It's not like some kind of, uh, you know, just a little thing. It's like a real competition. Like mm-hmm. so many couples come and especially if we're talking about world cups or world championship mm-hmm. it's a whole thing like couples they they prepare for it for years and it's yeah it's a serious thing so no that if you get a if you get a your cup and medal it's for something <laughs> you you can just get it randomly you know
2: it means something i, I agree what was your favorite moment
0: it's always i feel like the favorite moment is always when you're waiting when, when you're standing so all of the basically when it's final like the final dance uh there are usually six or seven couples that are in the final dance they all dance and then you go to the um to the back like behind the scene the actual scene and you just wait there uh until you get called on back on stage like all seven couples get back on stage and then you just wait there and like you don't know the results and basically you're just like you can't think of anything this is just this emotion and you know you've been preparing preparing for it for so long you gave everything to win and you know, when you get this moment, especially the most amazing moment is when they announce like the, the fourth place, meaning that those other three couples that are left are getting the prize either way. So it's like, the it's like the craziest moment, you know, usually couples, like they, they hold hands, they're like standing like this, like just like, you <laughs> know, it, it, this feeling, I can't, I can't compare it to anything. It's like the best feeling I've ever felt. Uh it, It's... Yeah, it brings, like, a lot of, uh, like, goosebumps, actually. But, yeah, you just wait, and then they announce the second place, and that's when you just, like, you start, like, crying. And <laughs> like, it's, it's crazy. And yeah, and especially it's cool when you're, you become older because you just cherish those moments better because you just realize how much you did to get that prize, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and, yeah, it's amazing. It's... Uh, it's wonderful. This this moment. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um. And then you got into pole dancing too. When did you get to pole dancing?
0: This man <laughs> knows everything.
2: No, I don't. I just know stuff.
0: <laughs> I really like I really think that you are a spy. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I'm supposed to be a KGB spy, actually, so... Mm -hmm. But, um, well, I got to the pole dancing because when I stopped uh, that sport, You know, because it took literally nine years of my life. I couldn't live without it just like that. I couldn't be just like, oh, now I'm not doing anything. I'm just uh, going to school, doing my homework and hanging out with my friends. No, I can't. So I decided that I have to find some sport, just like a hobby, so I can just uh, be happy. Because dancing makes me happy. That's just something that I love doing like to this day. Okay. Hmm. so I was like okay I need to find something and I was browsing and uh, pole dance was just something that I felt like it's very interesting but most importantly this ball dancing it's not really heavy on your knees so I was like this can be very Perfect because I couldn't really do a lot of physical activity because my my knees still hurt a lot. Mm. So I tried it, and you know, Russia is a very um, traditional country. So pole dancing is to this day it's not considered something you know cool like in America, mm-hmm. and uh, it's definitely it's definitely hard to find classes like that. So it was not a lot of options. Mm, but i found something that it was actually and i was still 17 so it's technically for kids too but again pole dancing is totally different from like strip plastic and stuff it's more of like um you don't have to get naked stuff like that it's all like <laughs>
2: imagine you have to get naked
0: <laughs> imagine yeah so it was it was amazing i actually loved pole dancing i did it for three years uh and i I started in Russia and then I did it in America too. Mm. Uh, and I loved it. It's it's very, it's, it's totally different from what I was doing, but it still makes your body move and just more, I feel like it's more spiritual because it's like you're, you're on your own, dancing on your own and you have, you have the pole and it's, it's a totally different, um, Feeling that you get from that dancing, I feel like it's more empower empowering and just makes you more confident. But yeah, I love doing that. I'm considering to maybe go back to it someday. I just haven't really had time to research that. But yeah, I loved pole dancing and uh, it was amazing.
2: I saw some of videos of you and you're doing one of these. And I'm like, yo, you're gonna break your arm there, bro. <laughs> and then you go do upside down. I'm like, and then you just slide down. I'm like. <laughs> You will crack your head, girl.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's actually very dangerous. You like I was surprised that I I mean the teachers, the coaches that I went to, they told me right away that I could be good at it because i already had like a good uh, base for Mm. that you have to have strong arms strong legs like everything you you just have to have some fit fitness in your body to do that because it's actually very dangerous like if you go up and you just like slip or do something you can literally die
2: Mm. (laughs) oh yeah definitely the movements
0: yeah you can just fall and die and uh, it's it's dangerous you have to be careful when you do it especially if you have never done sports like that at all you really need a good coach and they usually put uh for the beginners they usually put the like a mat around Mm. it so even if you fall it's not like uh, the ground so yeah Mm -hmm. it's uh it's not for Beginners, I want to say
2: definitely. You said you mentioned that you go to the gym. Do you go to the gym like almost every day?
0: Uh, No, not every day. I want to say I go like three times a week. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes I can, like, sometimes I have those streaks when I go every day, but I never work out every day. If I go every day, that means that I'm just maybe doing like stretching because I love stretching a lot it just it kind of like it's my form of meditation i want to say uh-huh. uh so i love doing that and uh but if i go to the gym i'm not going crazy and i don't really have a specific routine i just do what feels good to my body again i can't really do a lot due to my knees and stuff uh-huh. uh but yeah i work out um I can do stuff with weights too because I know how to do it properly, again, because of my years of dancing and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I I do go to the gym. I like it because of, like, any body movement. I feel like it's good. It it really helps me with stress a lot. Like, if I feel stressed, I just go. And even if I stretch, it still helps me. So, yeah.
2: I agree, I agree. And you eat healthy?
0: I want to say that I do, Uh, I want to say I eat 80% healthy, Uh, definitely when I go out. So I, it's actually like another topic because when I was dancing uh, professionally, we had crazy strict diets. It was like I had an eating disorder because of that. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, I had bulimia because of that. What? Yeah, that's actually like a huge part of uh, doing professional sports. I think, especially, and when it comes to dancing, because uh, when we had to do tricks and stuff, like the girl has to be like fit and slim, so the the guy can like, like you know, throw Lift, her. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we were on very strict diets and. Uh, mentally it's it's very hard um it was very hard mentally to go through that because not only we were restricted in terms of food but we were also like we i'm saying like me and like other girls because it's like a huge uh club of people Mm. and uh basically our coach used to tell us like oh you are fat like (laughs) yeah no i know it sounds funny and it is it is but in like in real life it was like uh you can't just come every day you get weighted and then if you gain a little bit you just like you would have to stand up in front of a huge group of people and then you would be shamed for <sighs> getting like a little bit of weight yeah no way. yeah and like you know it's um when you're nine years old and stuff yeah. like that and you getting that information it's very hard to get rid of it after all because you've been conditioned to hear that you are ugly you are fat you will not be loved because you're fat even though you, we were not fat you know we were just like literally fit girls just like gained a few um not not even like a, do you know in kilograms or in pound? uh
2: we're we're uh canadians so we use pounds
0: okay well yeah even like getting mm, gaining half a pound um and it can be like from water but in our coach she would not care she would be you know it's kind of it's a big part of doing i think any part any types of dancing and stuff Mm -hmm. mentally it really affected me personally in a bad way and i had to deal with that afterwards and i had to go to therapy when i stopped because i had huge body issues uh like imi- body image issues and uh again i had bulimia uh eating disorder i'm still not fully recovered from it but i'm almost like i'm almost good especially compared to like uh, the first years when i stopped um and yeah it, it comes with like uh, <laughs> it comes with so many issues uh, affects you mentally um but again if you want to do if you want to be good at something you have to just uh sacrifice those things if i was never told like okay you have you can't eat this you can't eat that or stuff like that i would never be best at what i was doing it just kind of uh, also it's very in russia it's in all it, it it's in all sports it's pretty it's pretty intense, and uh, our teachers they could hit us, yell at us. It would be a lot of violence, but that's how, that's how you you are you become the best.
2: Unfortunately, yeah.
0: I, unfortunately, yeah. I know it sounds kind of crazy, and I don't support it in terms of just like a normal, regular life. You know what I mean? Like any types of any type of violence. Mm-hmm. I, supported like uh you know how for example i mean my parents they beat me too this is very (laughs) this is very like uh like russian way of uh you know dealing with kids and Mm. it's not that i was hit like, like extremely bad or but i definitely had that experience from my parents um and i think i don't support it so if i ever have kids i will try not to hit them um i i can never say never but in my mentality i will try to think like no i like i i think that i cannot do it mm-hmm. uh, and i will try not to but again in sports uh we were hit a lot and we were uh, like yelled at a lot and it's not like a regular yelling. oh you're you're better like it's intense it can make you cry but and it made me cry like hundreds of times it makes you like mentally it makes you so like just uh, just like empty you know all these words that you hear but it makes you so strong after those years and I feel like mentally you become so strong because you are able to tolerate any shit after <laughs> that. So, yeah, basically, sport sport is uh, gave me a lot of uh, a lot of memories, a lot of issues, definitely. But I never regret it. I'm mm. so thankful that I went through that, and I will I will I would never take it back.
2: Yeah, of course, of course, it it makes you you
0: yeah and you uh you started with the thing like do you eat healthy yeah i try to eat healthy like i cook at home a lot and i just like to to eat food that i i can make myself so i know what i put in there stuff like that but when i go out i don't um, i don't restrict myself because what i've learned after all that stuff uh like after being on diets i've tried like so many diets because of the because of sports and stuff um it just never works for me if you i feel like it generally it never works for people if you are trying to restrict something you will inevitably just like break and you will just you know do do it in a double size mm-hmm so i never restrict myself if i go out i eat whatever i drink whatever um but generally i think i am pretty healthy yeah it just makes me feel better when i eat better food it just makes my mood better i would Mm -hmm.
2: say hell's yeah man like i do the same thing i mean hey i'm not ryan gosling over here but you know i try (laughs) i'm sorry
0: you look great thank you uh, appreciate that
2: appreciate that but you know like i try to eat healthy to the best of my ability i work out every day but you know when i go out i go out you know
1: yeah
2: you mentioned therapy if you don't mind me talking about that where did you do the therapy in america
0: yeah i did it in america because in russia people don't believe in therapy
2: <laughs> i was just gonna say
0: yeah, it's very, I mean, obviously nowadays it's different. Uh, mm-hmm. My generation is different already. It's changing. People are more aware of themselves. People are, are more aware of mental health. And it's definitely changing. But when I was younger, so when I was 15, 16, I never believed in that. And I didn't even know that I had some issues with myself, with like my eating disorder. I never even understand that I had that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um
0: So only after moving to America and just like realizing stuff and exploring myself and listening to myself more, I discovered like, okay, maybe I need some help. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I went to therapy for that and I went, I think I did it for about two years and it was through my university. We had the free resources for that, which is Mm -hmm. so nice. So yeah. I think everyone needs therapy, even though, even though they might think that they're doing fine, they don't need anything. I think people just need it just like once in their life, just to make sure uh, they are doing good, even if, even if they think they are good, I feel like every person has some things that they can improve Mm -hmm. uh, in, in terms of their mental health. So yeah,
2: therapy yeah. therapy rocks. <laughs> yeah, it is. I've I've been to therapy. It's 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 so helpful. Mm. Hey, listen, even a Ferrari goes to the garage once in a while. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're
0: right. You're right. Absolutely. But
2: yeah, a hundred percent. I I agree with you. Like everyone should go to therapy. However, therapy is like dating, not because the first therapist you meet that's gonna be your therapist. Sometimes you just you have to try different guys or mm-hmm. girls, whatever you want to say. Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? But was there a person that pushed you or you just realized that oh, there's something wrong with me?
0: Um well, I I think I think I kind of came to it myself, but I also just heard it from other people just uh, just by talking to maybe my other fellow students or just friends or from social media, I guess, too. Um, yeah, but mostly I came to it myself. I just knew that I had issues. Um, I just never realized that they could be fixed, you know? I kind of thought that it's normal to have certain things And then when I realized actually, oh, it's not, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah, maybe I need to try it. And I'm so glad I did. It really just changed, Uh you know, it it changed my perspective. Like, I feel like when you grow up, like uh, in Russia, like in the Slavic countries, like uh, ex USSR countries and stuff, we, I don't, again, I don't want to generalize, but again, still generally, we have this mentality of people that we uh, we bear with anything, like we get uh, uh, people can punish us and we will not say anything we will be like okay maybe i deserved it i'll be i'll be fine like we would just go through it and i have been like that my whole life like i was afraid to say my opinion or i was afraid to say that something is wrong with me uh so it's like a whole different mental mentality and it affects all aspects of your life including mental health and seeking for help so when i finally got out of russia and i just saw other mentality like other people and that actually you can ask for for help you don't have to bear with your pain on your own you can just uh, you can say something you can reach out and if something is wrong like if you feel that something is wrong you should just like speak up about it. And in Russia, it's just not a thing. If you feel something is wrong, just keep it inside. You you got this, you know. Push it
2: down. Yes. Walk over till you die. <laughs> oh, no yeah. one cares about your feelings.
0: Yes. Yes, just just you got this. You have to be strong, like on the outside, you can't feel anything and stuff like that. And you know, it's so weird to say that those things because I have a very supportive family, very supportive parents, and I can always reach out to them, and they would help me and stuff. But I, I want to say it's like on a different level. Like they would help me, but they wouldn't really say like, "Okay, let's try to." Like again, they're not uh, they're not uh, psychologists, so they would just not even try to. I I'm not trying to blame, blame them I'm just saying that's how they were raised too so it's not their fault and stuff but uh it's just such a different mentality you you won't get the same help uh as you would get here um even like again on a mental level it's just I I really don't know it's hard to explain but you just uh, you can't um, you can't be weak in Russia, you know. You can't show, like men; they can't cry. Uh Stuff like that. like it's so stupid. I really just hate it. About again, my generation. Thankfully, it's changing. More people are more aware. But again, I'm talking about my city. My city is pretty big, and it's like very. It's supposed to be like very intelligent and educated and stuff. But if we're talking about cities that are way outside of uh, my city, St. Petersburg or Moscow and stuff like that
1: Mm.
0: where people it's like way smaller cities people are very, very close minded and they live in that mentality and they will continue to live in that mentality because people don't have resources available to them, people don't have money, uh, people can't get out of their own town to see like how different other people live and stuff like that and I feel like that's what helped me because I got out of of Russia. I, I traveled to a lot of places in Europe a lot because like with my parents, we would travel and stuff. So I was very thankful. But you know, when you travel as a kid, it's it's different. You just kind of with your parents. Uh, but when I finally got out to America, I was on my own and uh, I was like, wow, it, it's so different. Like the mentality is so different. And yeah. I think it's... Uh, It's just important to to listen to your own body and just to your own mind. And if you need help, you have to ask for help. Like in Russia, nobody does that. They're like, I'm fine, you know?
2: Yeah, 100%, definitely. Going, Adding on your point, you're saying that travel. You can travel to 100 countries, but you don't really spend there. You don't really understand the perspective, you know? Like... Uh, there's a difference between vacation and immigration. Vacation is always fun. It's like, you know, sunshine and coconuts and whatever, and drinks, whatever. Immigration, that's when you're like, oh, this is the real shit. Yeah. This is what they look, this is how they look at Russia. This is why they don't like Russians, why Russia doesn't like Americans, you know? Yeah. Speaking of that, Based on your personal experience, what's the opinion of the Russian people about America?
0: I really cannot say the general opinion because it really depends on where you go.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My All of my friends from school that I still talk to, they are very positive about America. They really want to visit. Some of them, they have been to America. Some of them haven't. And they they want to visit they know it's like a free country especially right now you know the situation in our country is just so terrible mm. i it's it's horrible to even like talk about it but yeah they just they have a very good opinion about america but i want to say older generations generally they have a, a bad opinion about america they think it's uh, america is the is the 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 reason why we have those wars uh or like why russia is struggling or stuff like that so hmm. it's oh it's so stupid because most of these people they say that and they have never been to america and they they literally don't know what they're talking about. And every time I hear that, I literally, I can't. I, I just can't even talk to these people. I just leave. I That's can't.
2: it. That's it. That's what I always tell the people. Like, there's no point. No point. There's no there's no award that you're going to win after. You're never going to win. And if you, if you do win, there's no trophy. You are You know what I mean? It's pointless. You just walk away and let them be in. Usually, I just say, hey, you're probably right. And then I'll walk away.
0: Yeah, it's insane.
2: Living in the States and being originally from Russia, have you experienced Russian hate towards you, especially now it's happening in your uh, home country?
0: No, I never experienced that ever. Uh, most of the thing, Like, now it's different. Like, when war started, I i was kind of like before that i'm usually so proud to say that i'm russian because i mean that's who i am (laughs) and even though i don't support my government and stuff like that i am still proud to be russian that's my culture and uh It doesn't have, it has nothing to do with my government. Uh, So, usually I would be very proud to say that, but now I'm like a little bit more low key with that. I'm kind of not really saying out loud. If they ask, I I say, but I never say it on my own. Uh, But I never experienced that from other Americans. They, I want to say, only thing that I experienced was more like support they they would be like actually supportive and saying like oh how how is your family and uh, stuff like that um i <laughs> i definitely experience i wouldn't say hate but just like a little bit of uh, a different uh attitude from ukrainians which is um I I under, I understand that perspective but I also don't understand that perspective because again first of all I have been here for 5 years I'm not planning to go to Russia I personally I'm personally against the war and I'm against against my government but so giving me the attitude without knowing my story Oh, that makes me so mad.
2: Easy, easy, girl, <laughs> easy. And,
0: like, literally, it, it really just makes me very annoyed. And mm-hmm. uh, But also, but I understand their attitude, too. Like, their country is literally being destroyed by my people. I get it. But again, it's, uh, it's a hard topic to talk about overall because of this war. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's not going to end uh, soon as well. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, I agree, but yeah, I I understand why you know Ukrainians being so aggressive towards you. But hey, you don't have the gun in your hand, you know. <laughs> you shot a you shot a dog, and you almost like cried. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Exactly, that's literally what happened. No, but I, you know, I've been to protests. We had protests um, after war started, like in March. I want to say I've been to a pro to the protests and I've been active on social media about that stuff. Um, So, you know, I have my opinion. I don't care if people people start assuming something, thinking something. I know what I feel and what my position is. So that's the most important thing to me. And I actually have people that I know from Ukraine and they are my friends. And I, they know what I think about it. And they know that it doesn't matter that I'm Russian. Like, they just know that I'm on their side and stuff like that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, no one wants war.
0: Well, unfortunately, a lot of people do want war in Russia. It's actually very sad, but that's true. People, exactly. some people they, <laughs> a lot of people want it and they... They are very happy that it's it, it it continues and yeah, yeah it's so messed up like I can't I actually had people in my like they I thought they were my good friends but yeah. after that kind of surfaced uh, that they have a totally different opinion from mine I was like wow well, I had to cut the connection because. I just don't understand these people like they're dead to me like if you really support the war no I cannot like I, I just cannot understand it just doesn't make sense in my mind. Mm.
2: Do they live in Russia these people? Yeah
0: they do live in Russia they they were like we were friends and they would always kind of uh not uh, I don't want to say they would support America, but they were kind of like, oh, yeah, you're in America. So cool, you know, like uh, never really said anything negative. But then the when the war started, they were just like, I couldn't believe that people can think that way. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's... Yeah,
2: but it's hard to explain to them because they haven't seen the other side. You have the privilege that you have seen the other side right yeah
0: you're right you're right like
2: like with with me if i go back to the philippines and tell them like hey you know what this is actually a great idea this and that and whatever they'll be like no you're an asshole that doesn't even make sense (laughs) yeah but of course i've seen the other side they haven't seen the other side Mm -hmm. you know you know when you go back to russia let's say they will i'm sure some of the people will tend to approach you or react to you like, oh, she's not Russian, she's American?
0: No, I'm... They, they wouldn't say that because I'm still very Russian. Like, I'm very... uh You know, I... I feel like it would take me more years to become American and I just don't want to become American. I still want to keep my roots. And, you know, I, I talk to my parents every day in Russian, obviously, because my parents don't know English. <laughs> and uh, I... I'm just like uh I still like I I still remember all the tradition stuff like that because again, I only moved when I was seventeen. It's like you're a very grown, a grown person. So I think no, nobody will ever say to me, Oh, you're American like as a joke, they can say it. Oh mm. American girl. No, but they, they know I'm Russian and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's uh I feel like the most messed up thing is that people okay i i get it you've never been to america you don't know the other side but people still have the the audacity to say that they support war
1: Hmm.
0: that's a different thing to me that's like okay you don't know the the other side don't know the perspective so you don't know the maybe who is right or wrong but if you think that war is is good like to kill innocent people is good that that's technically what they're saying so no to me i don't understand that like no sorry i can't mm-hmm. tolerate well that.
2: maybe because they're all they're hearing is russian propaganda like oh these are the negative things and this is why we're doing this and yeah. of course they i guess they haven't I don't know if there's Google in Russia. I don't know if they Google like, hey, is actually bad attacking Ukraine? You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they still see the things they have Instagram. I mean, it's banned right now, but they when it wasn't banned, they still use it. And they, they still know the news. They still know that people are getting killed every single day. And uh, they still just choose to be like, oh no, it's uh, no, it's it's fake. <laughs> fake Come news. on, uh, just like, uh it's so not funny, it's literally ridiculous.
2: What are you gonna do, anyways? I think we're there. It's been a pleasure to have a conversation with you. Before we close out, do you have any last remarks?
0: I want to say. Love yourself and make peace, not war.
2: (laughs) Wise word from a wise woman. Again, Anastasia, (laughs) thank you for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much, Erin, for having me. It was a pleasure, honestly. I had so much fun. It was like a a therapy too. (laughs) Yeah,
2: thank you. Have a good evening. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you again, Anastasia, for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, listeners, for listening. This is Aaron Daliosa for An Immigrant's Life. I'll see you guys later.